Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Football Garbage Time NFL Podcast. My name is Hakun Wong, and I'm the Editor-in-Chief of Football Garbage Time. And with me, as always, is my co-host, Trevor Stores from the Full Press Coverage. Hey, Trev, how are you doing? I'm good, Hakun. How are you doing today, man? Um, I'm doing great, man. I'm doing great, Trev. And I know you're jazzed about scouting out the Washington football team at training camp last week. And I noticed you even had a quick chat with Washington football team president while you were there, which uh, we're going to talk about later in the show. But right now, we have a very special guest joining us all the way from Georgia. It's quarterback prospect Justin Ars of Texas Wesleyan University. How you doing, Justin? Welcome to the show. I'm great. Thanks, guys, for having me on. I'm looking forward to getting to talk to you all today. Yeah, we are super excited to have you on the show today. we got lots and lots to talk about. Hey, hey, let's not waste any time, huh? Let's just cut to the chase and get rolling. So if our listeners know us, and I think they do, they know that we weren't actually skipping all the silliness. Usually in our intro, we get all kind of crazy, but we got Justin on the line now, so we're going to get him involved with all this. And Justin, what's really important to me, and I'm not going to speak for Trev here because I don't want to get, I don't want to get him in trouble, but I am always excited about learning what foods people eat while watching football. We all know that you like bison burgers. We saw that you're on record about Ted's Montana Grill, which I also love. But tell us, what is your favorite football watching food? For me, it's it's still got to be the bison burgers. No uh, I mean, way! Uh, oh, come on, whole, bison burgers. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's still got to be the bison burgers. You can kind of okay. throw some uh, little little like small little sandwiches together and yeah. and chill out, watch the game. But you got to love some buffalo chicken dip too. But you know, okay. as a yeah, professional yeah, yeah. athlete, you know, trying to follow that Tom Brady, that TB12 oh, health thing. diet. So, <laughs> oh man, yeah. there you go. Yeah, That's there you it. go. So everything's got to be the be the grass fed meat. <laughs> well, that is that is the difference between Justin and Trevor and I is that Justin is an athlete and we are not. So that that makes a whole lot of sense to me now yeah. that you are going to go for the lean bison burgers. Uh, Trevor and I are on the nachos side, so clearly not and not bison nachos. We're talking about like seventy percent lean, you know, the stuff that doesn't even qualify as being called lean. So hey, Justin, I, I'm with you on that. I respect lots of respect on that one. I got to ask you about your sports fandom though, because I know that you're a Falcons fan for football. I know you're a Braves fan for baseball, Hawks fan for basketball. All that makes sense since you're from Stockbridge, Georgia. But also, we saw that you're a fan of the Minnesota Vikings. Did I get that wrong? How did that happen? No, so that was actually my introduction to football. So my dad was from Minnesota, um, and so he grew up a huge Minnesota Vikings fan, watched the Purple People Eaters play. Uh, nice. But for me, my introduction <laughs> to football was kind of back in that Brett Favre 2009 era. So I oh uh, ended up going out mm. as a uh, Tim Tebow fan, believe it or not, watching a preseason <laughs> game with uh, the Broncos <laughs> Vikings in the old Metrodome. And yeah. uh, saw him play, saw Brett Favre play when he first signed there, and I was like, whoa, hold on. Oh, that guy's nice. different. Uh, so that was my introduction to football. Still have a sweet spot for him. But obviously, as you know, it's kind of hard to be a fan of NFL teams or even college teams when you're there. So Yeah, no, that's, <laughs> that's very, very true. But, man, uh, Brett Favre, that's a, that's a tall order, man. He's just starting in front of – you're going to start at the top and work your way down from there. And, and obviously, 
Tim Tebow, I saw, I see that you you follow him, you retweet him a lot. I know you're a big fan of his, and I think obviously uh, him coming back to the NFL is a great story. This is not a planned question, clearly, but what do you think about Tim Tebow coming back with the Jacksonville Jaguars? Hey, I like it. Um, I mean, honestly, uh, I would personally, as a fan, love him to stay a quarterback, but at the same yeah. time, the clips I'm seeing from training camp are pr- looking pretty good at tight end. Uh, so yeah. I think he's a, he's a playmaker. Would love to see him a part of tight end university next year. Uh, yep. So, I, I mean, I think, he's got, I think he's got a shot to make the roster. I saw him in training camp catch that nice lob from Trevor Lawrence in the back end of the end zone, and he just laid out and got it. So, hey, man, whatever it takes. I love the attitude, whatever it takes. Hey, I also noticed that you are a fan of F1 racing. You're all over the place here, Justin. Tell us about that. Why, why F1 racing? How did that happen? Yeah, so I grew up a fan of NASCAR, big Jeff Gordon fan. Still oh, uh, yeah. love NASCAR to this day. Don't necessarily yep. watch it as much as I used to. But, but yeah, so it all kind of got started with the uh, video games. So uh, oh, I was looking okay. for more gotcha. racing games to play. Saw uh, the Codemasters F1 2010 game. Bought nice. a copy thinking it was IndyCar. Um, now you're talking my so that was kind of my yeah so it was it was kind of the introduction to it and then the more and more you start to watch it on tv follow the drama of it the the technical regulations and and how teams develop cars differently which is different compared to nascar and indycar and the fact they travel all over the world and then it made me a fan when now they come to the usa each year so yeah uh, the drama is amazing uh especially right now with the whole uh F1 Lewis Hamilton versus Max Verstappen uh, title race that's going on. So it's yes. it's a great time to be a Formula One fan, and Liberty Media owns it, and they're trying to push it in America now. So a great time to yeah. become an American fan. I, I agree with all that, and I can, I'll can admit, though, I will admit right now, my brother-in-law is from France. He loves F1 racing. All I knew about F1 before I met him, I learned from the Will Ferrell movie, Talladega Nights. That's basically it, you know. <laughs> that's got to be in one of your. That's got to be one of the movies you like, there, Justin. I mean, that's got NASCAR. It's got F1. It's got the whole sh- the whole shindig right there. That's got to be a movie that you watched before, right? Oh yeah, and it'll keep you laughing for years. <laughs> no, it will. I saw it again recently. I'm like that guy, Will Ferrell. He is a genius. All right. Anyway, very important to me also outside of football are movies and TV. Justin, what's your favorite movie and favorite TV show? Well, hey, I'm a, I'm a big Disney guy, uh, so nice. any of those Disney movies kind of grew up on, so I love those things. Uh, yes. And obviously, like we're probably going to get talking about soon, I'm, I'm a big Star Wars fan, and now that Disney yes. owns that, any any All Star right. Wars movie, um, we, I absolutely love them. Uh, fa- I'm not as big of a fandom guy as, uh, like, Chris Conley. Because uh, okay. he could he could mur- he could murder me here in terms of all the Star Wars theory and all that, but I, I get into it a little bit myself. But in terms of TV, I kind of listen to the girlfriend on that one, unless it's sports talk TV like uh, First Take and things like that. But yes. Bachelor Bachelorette, Holy Moly, those ABC <laughs> NBC type shows going on, anything yes. with a stick in the ball. I love it, yep. any, or anything with some drama. So, yep, you are a kept man, Justin. It sounds like you have gotten you're taking the right road here. Listen to the girlfriend; that's a winner all the way around. And I'll say this: and I'm gonna first of all, I'm gonna call out Trevor. He is not a Star Wars fan. I am a huge Star Wars fan, and I want to say this, Justin. You and I, we are in good company because when we had uh, two-time Super Bowl champ, four-time Pro Bowler, wide receiver Gary Clark, who I know you respect, Trevor, and we asked him the same yeah. question. He said, "Of course, I like Star Wars." Who doesn't like Star Wars? Next time I talk to Gary Clark, I'll say Trevor doesn't. That's who, okay? I'm just telling you. But Justin Arth does, and so he's on the right side of it right here. Okay, He's on the right side. I want one more quick question uh-huh. on this, and, I, and I'm going to get off the movies, but Fast and the Furious, Justin, yay or nay? 
I'm actually going to have to go with a medium yay on this one. Oh, a lot medium of it really yay. has to, Yeah, so a lot of it kind of has to deal with my lack of seeing the movies. I've seen okay. part bits and pieces <laughs> of some of them, and, you know, there's right. so many of them out now that it's kind of hard to really sit and you catch up are with the, the lack of time I've got. <laughs> Yes, I was gonna say you're you're on you're out there working 24/7, so I'm pretty sure that you don't have time to be watching Vin Diesel repeat the same plot uh, nine times in a row. Uh, I, on the other hand, can so I love it, and I know Trev, you gave up after two, so you know I'm just got to say you don't have no no commitment there, Trevor. Your own commitment. If Justin were to put his mind to it, he would have committed to all 20,000 movies. I'm positive about it. So, all right, one more nonsense question for you here, uh, Justin. In March, we saw that you tweeted that you'd never play Baby Shark again. I feel there's a story there somewhere. I want to ask, what was it? What's going on with that? So it's a pretty funny story. So uh, it's, it was more me losing a bet. And so I'll kind of get, okay. you, get you the story here, get you, get you the, the details. So um, me and my girlfriend are both huge NHL fans as well. Obviously, be, me being from Atlanta, the Atlanta Thrashers aren't here anymore. So the National yeah. Predators are the closest team to me when I became a hockey fan. But my girlfriend is an avid Dallas Stars fan. And so we, uh, every time they play each other, especially with this kind of COVID a situation where they're in the same division, uh, they play each other, we throw on some bets. And so this, this bet that we ended up having was uh, whoever loses that one regular season game, you get a free tweet on the account. And uh-huh. since I'm a huge fan of the Baby Shark song, since it annoys her in a good way, <laughs> uh, was playing it all the way to the game because we were going to go see it in American Airlines Center in Dallas and – uh, whenever we uh, got in the stadium and Nashville ended up unfortunately losing, uh, oh. she was like, hey, I'm going to go ahead and tweet something for you. And that was the tweet she tweeted. So. Uh, that's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> that's brilliant. Dude, I sure it, hope that was a short nice. drive. Well, the Baby Shark yeah, song was like two minutes long. Player, baby shark, <laughs> yeah, if I was a baseball player, Baby Shark would be my walk-up song. Oh, that would be brilliant. <laughs> Justin, can you, can you consider being a baseball player? I just would – I would actually put money on that. I would love to pay money to watch somebody walk up to that. That'd be amazing. That'd be amazing. And we, <laughs> now you got it stuck in my head. Uh, this is going to be in my head for the rest of the podcast. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Hey, you know, well, hey, baseball was, baseball was the sport I grew up loving. It's probably my favorite sport to watch. I played it all the way through high school and kind of sometimes regret I didn't try to play it in college. So uh, would, well, would have loved I... to play in the Major League Baseball. <laughs> we'll see. When you get, when you get on the NFL – and, uh, you know, you come out of that, when you come out of there, we'll, we'll see if we can lobby them, whatever team that is, to play Baby Shark when you run out of the field. Because I think that would be brilliant. Nothing instills fear in the opponent more than hearing Baby Shark when, they, when your quarterback runs out of the, yes, and the tunnel. I think yes, that's going to be something classic. So, turning to some football now, because we understand that you play quarterback at Creekside Christian Academy, where you set Creekside season and career passing records for yards and touchdowns. No small feat there. Tell us, how did you end up playing quarterback and what did you like best about playing quarterback at Creekside? Yeah, so for me, uh, my high school career actually didn't start at Creekside. I, I went to oh. a Dutchtown High School 4A here in Georgia uh, for two years. Um, okay. And that's where I kind of really learned how to de- develop as a quarterback. And so kind of my introduction to football was even fairly late. Like I didn't have uh, interest in football until about seventh grade. Um, tried to kind of teach myself how to play quarterback with YouTube videos and watching oh, wow. some guys that I liked on TV play, uh, like the Brett Favre's and Tim Tebow's of the world that were getting into the league, and obviously Brett Favre being the Hall of Famer that he was. Um, yeah. I mean, you look at the Peyton Mannings of the world and try to emulate some of that, and then you go to YouTube um, and, and try to teach yourself there. So, And <laughs> getting on the field, starting to play, and then knowing that 
um, with the turmoil that we were kind of going through of a high school program of losing a coach every year uh, at Dutchtown, uh, I knew I had to go ahead and get out of it. And so I had a lot of friends from church uh, say, hey, uh, this, uh, this small Christian school about uh, 10 minutes from your high school really needs a quarterback. They've uh, had a football program since 2006, and uh, they've never had a winning record. Uh, but I think their team's really good right now. You're, uh, it's a good education. You're, all, you're like the missing piece that they need. And so I was like, hey, uh, going into my junior year, let's go ahead and transfer there. Um, ended up going there and in two seasons. And the senior year was shortened due to a, bro- due to a broken collarbone, which completely changed my whole uh, collegiate mm-hmm. uh, recruiting process. Mm-hmm. But, but, yeah, go, going there, uh, it, I loved it. Uh, it was easy transition. A uh, small group of guys. You enjoy the the teammates that you have, and the and the leadership ability that you were able to kind of step in and, right. and develop. And and it was a way to go in and in a, in a season and a half, go in and truly uh, show why you deserve to to be a college quarterback. And and oh, yeah. I fortunately, I was lucky enough to be very successful because of the guys around me. Wow. Well, setting all those records in that short time period is wow. even more impressive. And, uh, Justin, you got a couple questions about Texas Wesleyan, I think. I'm yeah, sorry, I Justin. Yeah. What's up, Justin? It's Trevor. Hey, Trevor. <laughs> How you doing, Trevor? How you I was going to kick it over to Justin to ask I'm him great, questions. Trevor. How's that? This, that's going to be really <laughs> – yeah, Justin, you play Trevor. <laughs> we'll flip it over. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Trevor. All right, Justin, got a couple questions for you, bro. Uh, so, coming out of high school, you decided to take your talents to Texas Wesleyan University. And at that time, I believe it was 2017 – and that university had been away from the sport of football for 76 years. That's a long time, man. So uh, can you tell us about why you decided to take your talents there? And So, yeah, as I mentioned, uh, at Creekside, I broke my collarbone fifth game into the season of my senior year and had my uh, Georgia State University official visit the very next week. And so when I showed up uh, in a sling, uh, I was the second quarterback on their list for recruiting board, and they're like, hey, uh, we love you, but uh, we're going to pull the offer. And then once that right. offer was pulled, more more low, more of those D1 offers were pulled, and then it kind of made me reevaluate uh, everything. And so I started uh, try to rehab the re- rehab the collarbone and get it back. Uh, funny enough, Tony Romo broke it two days after my, after me, so I'm sitting in a chair uh, saying, "Hey, mom, yeah, just saw Tony Romo break it." But the difference was I was screaming like a little girl, and Tony Romo saying, "It's broke, it's broke," uh, which is hilarious, but. But, yeah, so reevaluated everything and uh, was fortunate enough to get invited uh, out to DeSoto, Texas, to play in the NUC Texas versus World game in February of 2016. And uh, out okay. there uh, met Coach Paul Duckworth, who's our defensive coordinator at Texas Wesleyan, and then uh, Coach Joe Prudhomme, uh, who's current, still the head coach there. Uh, and, they're say- and they were saying, hey, we're starting up a football program. We've got a very um, storied history of how our program ended, and we're trying to bring it back. Um, and if you come in in the fall of 2016, you're not going to play a single game of football. You're just going to be in a weight room. Uh, but it's a, it's a way that you're going to come in as our inaugural class and build the program from the ground up. And so the more research I did to the university, comparing it to the other offers that I had on the table, um, the business accreditation that the school had, uh, only, only Harvard and Yale and uh, those type of Ivy League schools have it, and Texas Wesleyan happen to have it too. So uh, it wow. made my decision even wow. easier. The city oh. of Fort Worth is a city that I've come to absolutely love. Um, and so it was just c- kind of the, the location, the ability to come in and start a program from the ground up, which is rare. Um, and then obviously the story that uh, doesn't get told enough in terms of the uh, team captain in 1941 of the Texas Wesleyan football team decided to go off and fight World War II. 
um, and uh-huh, challenged wow. the team to go with them. Well, well, when they went off to fight in the war, uh, they never got the program started back. So Texas Wesleyan never had a football program. Uh, I've even got a little uh, sticker from the 1941 season looking at some of the teams they played, and a lot of those teams they're playing are Division Two or even Division One teams now, and they were wow. holding their own then. Wow. And, and we're starting to hold our own now. And so to go in and be a part of that inaugural class and try to lead them as – as much as I've been able to do, uh, was was honestly uh, one of the best experiences of my life. And then you got two degrees out of it, too. So whenever football does end, I've got a bachelor's and master's in business administration and would love to be in the front office of a football team someday. So, Dang, uh, Justin. That's, you got a lot on your plate, bro. Great that's story. Really cool, though, that, yeah, it's cool that you included academics in your choice to go into the university, too, and not just playing uh, football. That's really, really, that's really special. Uh, so I believe you guys are the Rams at Weston, right? Um, yes, we are. So I believe you guys went you went 0 and 11 in their first season back, which is also uh, coincided with your first season with them as well. Can you tell us what the most important thing you learned from that season after not winning a game, but being in the first year of the football program? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, what I really learned was that a talented team and even a ton of hard work still doesn't win you football games. Uh, you've got to end up create, creating a, a process that you can continue to perfect. And in a way, we weren't bonding as a team that year, um, and we kind of had to bring it together. We had a lot of people playing for ourselves. We even had like a Netflix-type um, TV show, Facebook TV show, uh, that was being recorded at the same time, so guys were trying to make names for themselves. Um, and and gotcha. I'm, I'm included in it. And so – it, we kind of had to refine our process and, and work that process to perfection. And, and, and we had to remember that, hey, we're building a football program. A lot of our, a lot of our guys are the quote-unquote D1 rejects uh, that aren't playing D1 for injuries or grades or, or whatever. Um, and so we're all talented guys. We just had to come together as a team and, and truly create a process that was going to work and help us win in a very tough conference in the Sooner Athletic Conference. Um, and so create that process and, and – and, make that and work that process to perfection. That's got some, uh, some last chance you Netflix vibes going with that. Story. That's, <laughs> that's pretty cool. <laughs> I mean, it does. Yeah. Um, also, let's see. We, uh, we noticed that you were a four time academic, all sooner athletic conference and had an award created in your honor, uh, known as the Arth Rams award. Can you tell us about how that happened and what that means to you? Yeah. So, I mean, like, like we talked about earlier, Texas Westland's business accreditation, um, so the, the degree holds a lot of weight. Um, and so I knew going into it, uh, football can't be everything because even if I'm fortunate and lucky enough to play as long as humanly possible, um, 50 years old, like Brady or 45 or 40, um, is at best when I would be retiring from playing football. Um, and so all that's, uh, at some point football has got to be up. So you got to set yourself up for life afterwards. And then obviously the statistics that everybody knows the NFL doesn't stand for national football league. It stands for not for long. Most guys don't hit the <laughs> three and a half years to get a retirement. You're right. um, and so yeah. you got to be able to set yourself up uh, for after, after life or, or not after life, but after school, uh, after your football career. Um, and so exactly. you, you've got, and so I wanted to give myself uh, the most, I mean, the most academic prowess that I could uh, that I could have. And so leaving with Wesleyan with two degrees um, was something that I absolutely cherished and then trying to hold my weight off the field uh, to be an academic All-American. Uh, but, 
But in terms of the, the ARTH Rams Award, we, uh, we have this uh, saying at Texas Wesleyan where Rams isn't just our mascot. It stands for respect, accountability, mentality, and sacrifice. And that's how mm-hmm. we created our process. And so over the four and a half years that I was uh, fortunate enough to be at Texas Wesleyan, uh, the coaches, I guess, noticed how I – uh, was respectful and uh, kept my teammates accountable and had a mentality to work every single day and get better. And, and what I sacrificed to truly create the success that Texas Wesleyan's now benefiting from. And so whenever mm-hmm. I was uh, leaving during this kind of COVID year, uh, never got to finish the college football career because of our uh, half and half uh, COVID season where two different semesters we were playing football. Uh, mm-hmm. My offensive coordinator, uh, Coach Cox, uh, ended up uh, honoring me by saying, hey, we're creating a, a team award in your honor for a guy that uh, each season that uh, exhibits uh, respect, accountability, and mentality and sacrifice. And so that, that was an honor that I would have never um, thought that I would ever have. And I, I was blessed to receive it. And, and hopefully uh, the award continues on through Texas Wesleyan history. Wow, that's pretty cool. So you're selected to start up a football program, and then you get a, an award in honor of you during that time. That's pretty dope. Yeah. You, yeah it, All right. It's uh, a blessing. So coming out of college, that's cool. Coming out of college, you got invited to participate in the National Scouting Combine in March. Can you tell us what that is and a little bit about the experience you have with that? Yeah, so the National Scouting Combine obviously isn't the NFL Combine since uh, – not very many uh, people get invited to the NFL Combine, but it happens in Indianapolis the same time as the NFL Combine. And uh, NFL, NFL executives, NFL scouts, and, and former NFL coaches are there running it. Uh, so it's a great way to go be there where the NFL scouts are to get noticed and get numbers. And it, I met a lot of uh, great guys there. I mean, Vinny Testaverde's son was there this year, too, so got to throw against him. Yeah, um, wow. And I, I know he was, uh, he was in uh, – preseason with the Washington football team uh, when they had their former name uh, two years ago, I want to say. So, but, but yeah, so, I mean, it, it's a great way to compare yourself to, to guys that have been there before and uh, be able to try to prove why you deserve a contract. Very nice. And then after that, quickly, uh, you were invited to participate in the camp, which is organized by Hub Football in July. Can you tell us about that experience? I mean, I, I did some research. To be quite honest, I had no idea what that was until – uh, prepping for this interview, but I've read that it's just a camp. It's not a combine. They don't do any testing. It's kind of like a developmental two-day, one-to-two-day camp. Can you tell us about that? Yeah. So, I th- in my opinion, it's the premier competition camp for any NFL-bound free agent. Uh, we mm-hmm. had a lot of NFL free agents there, especially at my camp. Justin Hardy, who played for the Falcons, was there. Uh, yep. Raheem Moore, right. who's a 12-year vet for the Denver Broncos, was there trying to prove that he does- still deserve a contract. Yeah, um, and so mm-hmm. uh, it, it, it's comp- it's solely competition based. So you're you're going one on one with defensive backs. You're uh, with receivers, defensive backs, or seven on seven, and it's a way to go out there and compete and show why you belong. I, in, in my opinion, and with with any guy that's NFL bound or an NFL free agent, that's the place you want to be to get noticed. There were nine wow. NFL teams there at, at my camp. Talked to a couple of them, um, and 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 the great thing about that camp too is you create these personal connections with these scouts and, and in, and in my case, go up, talk to them and say, Hey, what, what do you think of me? What, uh, how, how do we need to uh, move forward in terms of possibly signing or what do I need to do to improve to, to get that contract? So I think that's a rare opportunity that not many people get to have. Yeah, no, no doubt. And I'll actually that's, say this. That's like, you know, yeah, it is. It's amazing. And actually I, I had heard of hub because of the fact that it was, particularly curated for elite 
athletes, free agents only. And for the most part, they're looking at all these veterans who have really had an opportunity to show it on the field and are looking for other contracts. So congratulations to you, Justin, for making that opportunity because that is a that is a big get for you and obviously you had a great opportunity to show off your talents there i got two more quick questions for you justin first of all i want to ask you about the peach state cats arena football team which i think is fantastic looks like you're doing amazing work there tell us a little bit about why you decided to sign there and what you learned from that experience yeah so i ended up signing there knowing i needed more film coming from a small college um and so it was at home in georgia it was the only arena team in georgia and they needed a quarterback, and, and the coach was was a good guy to kind of learn after. And so kind of sat down. Uh, the owner was a CFL scout, so it also, also kind of helped to maybe pry yeah. some connections to get into the uh, CFL and get noticed. Yeah. But, but yeah, I mean, uh, that season was tremendous. We uh, ended up losing in the championship game, so but we finished with one Tough loss one. in the season. Uh, but, but yeah, I mean, it, it was a great experience. Uh, and, and the thing with arena football is going into it, I knew the game so much quicker. And as a quarterback, it's forcing you to, uh, to process things quicker in terms of pre-snap reads and, and all that. And so if, uh, however I can improve mentally was going into that season was what I was going to try to attack. Yeah, and it was pretty clear that you're putting up some, some gaudy numbers there. So, you know, brilliant work there, obviously showing off your ability to read those defenses quickly in that very accelerated play style. So, you know, congratulations to that. I think it's going to get you a lot of great looks here. So final question of the day here for you, Justin, and that's if there was one thing that you want to tell an NFL team about you, what would that be? I think it's that I'm ready to get in and work. Um, I'm someone that's mm-hmm. always kind of been looked at as an underdog. Um, and I've always had a scratch and claw for whatever opportunities I've, I've been given. Um, and so I'm definitely a, a quarterback that's of the Drew Brees type mold, very methodical, very, pre, uh, very pre-snap reedy, uh, throws with anticipation. And it's great mm-hmm. that I work with the same guys with Tom House that developed the Drew Brees and Tom Brady's of the world. Um, mm-hmm. And so I, I feel like for me, those connections and, and that work ethic that I'm willing to put in, uh, in, in the locker room, uh, in the weight room, and on the field, and it, even in the film room is, is going to pay off. And I feel like I'm ready to go in and, and help a team, whether it be holding a clipboard and help try to develop the starting quarterback or go in and take the job myself and be an NFL Hall of Famer. I think, I think I'm ready for that. So any NFL team out there that wants to go ahead and uh, sign me on a contract, let's, let's talk. Yeah, and you should and you should call and talk because we've done our diligence here, Justin, and we are uh, absolutely impressed. That film is lights out, and we think that you're going to get that NFL contract soon because any NFL team is going to be lucky to have you in their quarterback room just from your passion alone and your football IQ alone would be would be enough. But of course, the, your your accuracy and your ability to react under pressure is uh, pretty amazing. We are looking forward to seeing you on Sundays on the gridiron, and Justin. Thanks so much for joining us here tonight. It has been a real pleasure. This is great, and we really enjoyed talking to you. Yes, sir. Uh, well, thank you, Akeem. Thank you, Justin. Thank you, Akeem. Thank you, thank you Trev. I uh, appreciate it. We'd love yeah. to be on here another time. Great. Well, and, and, and it, we'll, we'll call you back on as soon as you – as to tell you what, you're going to be back on here no matter what. But we're, you're definitely guaranteeing us an interview once you get on the gridiron because we're going to talk to you about your first NFL game for sure. That's going to happen. Oh, <laughs> it's most definitely. Happen. <laughs> give the Colts a right. call, bro. Give the Colts a call. There you go. You give oh, the yeah. Colts a call. They need a quarterback. I think. Go ahead, Greg Reich. Give Justin Arthur a call. Yeah. All right. Let's do All it. All right, guys. All right. Thanks so much, Justin. Thank you. Okay. Thank you.
All right. Well, that was Justin Arthur, everybody. That was a lot of fun, huh, Trevor? I mean, I, I think a, a great yeah, prospect there. Yeah, I think it would be great to yeah, see him on the field. Determined, passionate, uh, reference TV 12. Uh, got to see <laughs> Brett Favre play at the Vikings. Like, yeah. Got an, got an award named out in honor of him. Like, I think that man's ready to go. He is definitely ready to go. He is definitely ready to go. All right. Well, let's get on to the rest of our uh, schedule today because we've got a lot to talk about. So we're going to touch around this next topic real quick. We're going to talk about Carson Wentz, who uh, recently got injured as Colts head coach Frank Reich said, as we just alluded to a minute ago, Wentz is going to undergo foot surgery and we got five to 12 weeks. Apparently Wentz had dealt with a foot injury he suffered as early as high school and that over time, the broken bone came loose and caused pain. That's a quote. Broken bone came loose and caused pain. It sounds terrible. Ooh. It sounds terrible. A 12-week recovery period would have Wentz making his Colts debut in late October. Clearly not good news for the Colts. What are your thoughts on this injury, Trevor? Do you think this is going to be a, a long-term injury, or do you think this is going to really impact the Colts in some way? Um, it's definitely going to impact the Colts in some way, but I don't think it's going to be long-term. I'm glad he uh, chose to opt in for surgery now rather than right. – uh, Rested, rested a few, a few days and then have the surgery and then rehab it again. That's just a longer process probably than needed. Um, it's definitely going to hurt. Hopefully he gets back within that five- to six-week range, but it says up to 12 weeks. So this kind of injury is kind of up in the air for, for uh, recovery time. We don't even know the extent of the foot injury. We just know, like, the bone is snapped, so we don't really know much. But yeah. I think they'll be okay. Jacob Eason's supposed to be stepping in there to take over. and Yep. He hasn't taken any NFL reps, but according <laughs> to sources, he's he's ready to ready to go. So, we'll yeah, see what yeah, we'll see. I mean, he doesn't have a lot of time to get up and running, and and well, I mean, he's doing a lot of checking down so far for the first team offense, but he still has some time to get up to speed, and it'll be interesting to see what happens. And and the good news, as you said, Trevor, is that this is not going to be a long term injury. This is something where Wentz will come back, and hopefully, we'll miss no more than a game or two. All right, let's get to the the real interesting stuff here on the Washington football team training camp that went on from Tuesday, July 27th to Saturday, July 31st. And Trev, you were there boots on the ground on Thursday, July 29th, getting us an inside look at everything that was going on with the Washington football team. So tell us about your experience going to training camp. Oh man, Hakun, like I was there with two days on <laughs> Thursday and Saturday. Yeah. Um, I'm only two hours away from Richmond, so it really wasn't that bad of a drive. <laughs> oh, man, I, I'm still excited from camp. I and mean, it, was, it was this weekend. I'm, I'm just elated. It was a crazy, crazy fun experience. Um, you, you alluded to me having a conversation with team president Jason Wright. Yeah. And I'm just a fan. And that statement alone just should show you what the organization is trying to do. Um, this, that didn't happen a few years ago. You wouldn't have people, everyday fans, talking to team presidents. Um, right. he's a, Jason Wright's a genuine dude. Didn't walk around as if I'm the team president, look at me. Half the half the people who were attending didn't even know he was a team president. That's how just <laughs> he just blended in as an average person. That's great. Um, he gave us a little. It was uh, he gave us a little insight about his uh, the picking the the new name for the team process of oh. by Twitter. He had Ooh. a lot of people asking him, "Can you follow me on Twitter? Can you follow me on Twitter?" And he told us his method of that is um, he, since he likes to follow people with different perspectives of the Washington football team, older mm-hmm. generation middle generation, generation, the younger generation. Because yep. if he follows one certain type, that's why he's going to see in this timeline. It's not going to give him any idea or any, you know, influence on what, what should happen. So that was pretty mm-hmm. uh, interesting to hear. 
And all yeah. three danced. He did Electric Slide with some fans. And yeah, no way. Him and, <laughs> yeah, man, him and co-CEO Tanya Snyder throwing footballs to the fans. Like, nice. it was crazy. But um, also, let's see, for, let's see, as far as the players go, mm-hmm. boy, I tell you what, Landon Collins is back, ladies and gentlemen. All right. He is back. He, and I'm talking New York Giants 2016, Landon Collins is back. Wow. Um, AC, uh, his Achilles last season. The recovery time was supposed to be nine and a half months to 12 months. He recovered fully in seven and a half months. He was out there all over the field, flying all over the place, grabbing picks, getting his hand on the ball, making tackles, like just being Landon Collins. Um, wide receiver battle is going to be tough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tough. Um, pretty much news. every wide receiver at camp ha- has a chance of making the team, literally. Um, so it's going, to, it's going to be really hard and tough for the staff and coach personnel to make a decision when it's time to do cuts. And also the quarterback competition, we got the beard, Ryan Fitzpatrick in the QB1. It's magic. He's just so he's just so cool, cool calm, and collected, man. Like, yeah, there's nothing him. that can get him rattled. He's seen it all, been, been through it all. I love him too. Uh, so that was pretty cool. But also I think the most important thing I'm taking away from campus is just meeting fellow fans and fellow fan creators and podcasters. We're all just one big family. Everybody was smiling. No, yeah, nobody was down. Nobody was sad. No, I mean, everybody was just full of optimism. I ran into a couple of guys. Um, Rio from Ramblin' about Washington. He actually hooked us up with some VIP passes that got us access to all kinds of cool stuff. Shout out nice. Rio. Nice. Um, <laughs> I met Jesse and Keith. They're hosts of the Bleeding Burgundy podcast. Uh, Nathan and Stoner from the Rest of District podcast, Josh yes. Taylor from Burgundy Network podcast, and uh, Let's Talk Washington pod, and 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 plenty more. We were we were podcast deep over at training camp in the corner <laughs> at one point. It was cool. Oh, uh, but yeah, um, I got a picture with uh, Gary Clark, Santana yes. Moss, Lorenzo Alexander, yes. Julie Julie Donaldson, Senior Vice President of Media and Content. They introduced the uh, the new Washington football team entertainment team and drumline yeah. that's going to be premiering this season. So it was just all around fun, man. Like I just I had a blast, and I can't stop thinking about it and talking about it to this day. So yeah, that's great. amazing. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. That's such that's so amazing that they they roll that out in order for everybody to have access to that. I mean that is that is simply amazing. This I, I and following you on Twitter, uh, Trevor. I mean that was just there's so much stuff happening. I couldn't believe that it was one event, you know, I mean, it was just so jam packed with so much cool stuff. I was just amazed by that. Uh, and of course the camaraderie there with other podcasters, you know, we, we look forward to having them all on the show because I mean, those guys are, are, are doing the same thing that we are. They're putting it, putting it out there and because they love the sport and it's great to see so many people like-minded individuals together and fans of the same team kind of really coming together there. That's fantastic. Getting you VIP passes. Who does that? That's amazing, man. That's <laughs> amazing. Hey, Rio, man. <laughs> it, it was cool. It was That's real cool. cool. Um, definitely a different, a different vibe than the previous camps I've been to. So. That's good. It's nice. great. It's a great sign. That's a great sign. And I love Fitzmagic. And I, uh, you know, I, I silent, I quietly, you know, and I think you'll know this, uh, listeners will know this. I wasn't original, originally a Washington football fan, Adam Aniba, kind of was part of that. He like yep. claimed that he's responsible for that. It's not him. It was Gary Clark. Okay. <laughs> Gary Clark and Doc Walker are the reasons why I follow the Washington okay. football team. I have my first Jersey and I'll tell you this, I guess I only got this a month ago. So you guys come at me if you want, but I have it now. I have my Gary Clark Jersey here because he's my new favorite player. He's awesome. 
And so that you meet him, okay. take a picture. I mean, it's fantastic. It's good stuff, man. Yeah, it's yeah. good stuff. <laughs> it was pretty awesome. Well, and, and everybody, and all the player, former players, they're just they're just laid back, man. They're just everyday people. That's that's the cool yeah. part. That is that is exactly why I, I wanted. To, uh, that's why I thought it was so cool about it is that it's not like you're talking to superstars, their heads in the clouds. It's everyday guys that would be doing the same thing that we're doing if they weren't out in the field, you know, just loving football. And that's fantastic. Always good to see. Great to see what the organization is doing there. Great to get your boots in the ground view on all this stuff. Everybody go check out Trevor's Twitter account because there's tons of video and great pictures there. He's at T he's at Trev stores, WFT at Trev stores, WFT. Check it out. Follow him. It's it's fantastic stuff there. Um, You should definitely take a look. And that. My folks, get us to the end of the show. It's a long show today, but we had so much to talk about. So let's hit the air horn on the show here. It's fantastic. Woo! Oh man! Wow, that's exciting. Dude, that was that's, a I'm excited. Show. I know, and I'm excited just because you're excited because you're after the the training camp. I feel like I was there. Just following you makes oh, me feel man. like I was there of all this. <laughs> uh, one more thing I I'll talk say. All day. Yes. Yeah. I know, I know you can because I, we're already we're already making this an extra length episode here because because I wanted to make sure we had time to talk about this because it was so amazing. Um, one more thing I'll talk about I'll mention is uh, we do have a new sponsor. It's Thrive Fantasy, and you can find them at Thrive Fantasy. They they do fantasy football, they do daily fantasy, they have all these other types of things you can you can play lots of different games you can play there. It's fantastic. You can get an instant. $100 deposit match, instant $100 deposit match with code garbage time. That's right. With code garbage time, one word, and you can get that $100 deposit match on Thrive Fantasy. Go check it out. It's done tons of fun. And, uh, hey, we love it. It's a good time. All right, Trev. Any last, any last <laughs> thoughts on anything before we sign off this week? Uh, no, just, just want to shout out Justin Arf again one more time for coming on the show. That yes, was an honor. Best of luck to you, bro. Um, that's pretty much all I have. Yeah, no, it's great. And you can, uh, of course, follow me on Twitter at FB Garbage oh, Time. Yeah. And as usual, thank you for listening and wasting time with us. And until next time, enjoy your NFL week. Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>